I'm Effie Parks. Welcome to Once Upon a Gene, the podcast. This is a place I created for us to connect and share the stories of our not-so-typical lives. Raising kids who are born with rare genetic syndromes and other types of disabilities can feel pretty isolating. What I know for sure is that when we can hear the triumphs and challenges from others who get it, we can find a lot more laughter, a lot more hope, and feel a lot less alone. I believe there are some magical healing powers that can happen for all of us through sharing our stories, and I'll take all the help I can get. Hello, everybody. So today I have a light and fun episode for you. I wanted to make a big, huge shout out and do an entire episode on one of the most magical places on earth. We're talking about a place in Texas called Morgan's Wonderland, a shrine of inclusion. Isn't that the best description ever? They're changing the game in what accessibility and inclusion means. It's a theme park designed with disabilities at its core. It's the epitome of accessibility and inclusion, I'm telling you. It's designed for young to old, disability or no disability. It's a place to encourage everyone to gain a greater understanding of each other. No barriers are placed on anyone who want to visit or work at this park, including the price. In fact, anyone who has a disability, visible or not, gets free admissions, no questions asked. If you need to bring your kid in a wagon, no problem. If you need an adult-sized changing table, easy. If you can imagine it, Morgan's Wonderland is on top of it already, probably, because they're amazing. And anyways, they just opened last week for the beginning of their season. So go check it out if you're in the area or if you're thinking about planning a trip for the family. You also must circle back to their website because we don't even touch on like a quarter of what they do at this park. Move over Disneyland. Anyways, my next guest was so kind to speak with me twice as I did something really horrible and ruined the audio of our first recording. So thank you, Nikki. She's joining me with her colleague, Brooke, and get ready for two of the most adorably sparkly women in Texas. Here's my convo with Nikki and Brooke. Hello, ladies. Hi, Nikki. Hi, Brooke. Hi, Effie. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited to talk to you, especially about Morgan's Wonderland. It's the most magical place on earth, and I want to know everything. Oh, my goodness. Thank you so much for having us. We know that you are a faithful follower of Morgan's Wonderland (laughs) and a big fan online, so we thank you so much for what you do. Yeah, I mean, the place is mind blowing. And I can't wait for people to hear this episode because I feel like a lot of parents actually don't know about Morgan's Wonderland yet. Yeah, you know, I was with my doctor earlier today and was telling her about where I worked and what I did. And she said that her kids have been here three times, but she hasn't come yet. And so I invited her to our opening day on Friday. And I thought that was really neat. We hear that a lot. We want to make sure parents know that they're welcome too, and they should come just as often as their kids. Yeah, I feel like maybe it's almost, it almost looks like it's too good to be true, so we don't really think it's there. So what is Morgan's Wonderland, this exciting place that everyone loves? Well, we are the world's first ultra-accessible theme park, and we're actually celebrating our 10-year anniversary. So what is our theme? Well, our theme is inclusion. We are fully inclusive, ultra-accessible, so anytime you have you know, friends with special needs, family members with special needs, and you're wondering where can we go to family vacation so everyone can enjoy an experience together that lasts for a lifetime, this is the place to go. 
And as Brooke was saying, so we have field trips and students that come from all over to experience and then they go back and the, they're the butterflies that share our good word. I love the term shrine of inclusion. Ever since you said that, it's just really stuck with me. We are a shrine of inclusion, an oasis of friendship. We're the place where people can just feel safe and home away from home. So I'm the edutainment director over here. So I get the fun job of doing education and entertainment programming. Brooke is the chief mission officer and I can let her talk about our wonderful mission and what we're doing to broaden the message beyond Wonderland. Yeah, so as the chief mission officer here, I am in charge of all of our fundraising and development for Morgan's Wonderland and Morgan's Inspiration Island. In charge of corporate partnerships, community partnerships, some of our PR and marketing, um, basically all the fun stuff that we do to be able to get our name out and then sharing our mission with the community that we are a nonprofit and based on the support that we get from the community, we are able to offer admission to guests with special needs for free. And now that we're in our 11th season, we actually open on Friday. Since we've opened, our park has welcomed approximately 1.8 million guests from all 50 states, six other countries. Wow, you guys, that's amazing. It's the uh, shrine of inclusion. It's this shrine, it's this it's this beacon that's glowing everywhere. It's my happy place and I haven't been there yet. Can you tell me who Morgan is and how this magical place even came about? Brooke, I'll let you take that one. Yeah, so Morgan is Gordon and Maggie's Hartman's daughter. She was born with special needs as well. Gordon owned a very successful home building business. In 2005, he decided to sell and establish the Gordon Tartman Family Foundation. Well, him and his family, Maggie and Morgan, went on a vacation in 2006. And while they were on vacation, Morgan was playing in the hotel swimming pool and wanted to interact and play with some of the other kids, but they weren't really sure how to play with her and kind of you know, went away and all she wanted to do was play. I mean, just as kids do. And Gordon says that in that moment, him and Maggie came with the idea to establish this place where people with and without special needs can come together for fun and interact together without fear of people judging or people not understanding because not only is this a, a place free of barriers, but we're also a place of education, like Nikki said. So here you can come interact with people of all walks of life get answers and just feel at home. What an amazing family. What social heroes and change makers. That's so awesome. They were in the position to create this opportunity for everyone else. Absolutely. Because you could look at a situation like that in two ways. You can be bitter and angry and hate the world, or you can, like you said, be a change maker. Mm, I love that. So tell me a little bit about the park itself. Yeah, so this will be our actual 11th season, and we're actually celebrating our 10th birthday on April the 10th here on site. You know, the beginning of April is going to be huge for us, and so please make sure you follow us on social media so you can see some of our flashbacks and throwbacks to how things were. But right now, our completely wheelchair accessible park um, is about a 36 million dollar park that features more than 25 elements and, and attractions, which include rides, playgrounds, gardens. We have a catch and release fishing lake. We have a huge event center. We have a big amphitheater. Um, and then we added on our Inspiration Island. We actually walk the walk and talk the talk, as you can see, right? You really do. You really do. So how do kids in wheelchairs access the water park itself? 
Our water park was designed with everyone in mind. And so in 2017, we opened our, what, what is the world's first ultra accessible splash park. So here at our water park, there's actually no submersible water. So everything is really accessible. It's a three acre park and it's a, comprised of about five different splash pads with multiple different features, including a couple slides and a riverboat adventure. And what makes this park revolutionary is that we actually have a collaboration to have uh, what we call the new chair, which was created in the, at the University of Pittsburgh. And there's only 11 chairs in the world, and we have 10 of them. The other one is over at the University of Pittsburgh. And these chairs are, are mobile chairs, but they're completely powered by air, right? So somebody that's used to an electric chair with a, with a joystick um, is able to use our quote-unquote new chair, and that's spelled P-N-E-U, new chair, um, because they're pneumatic. And so they can get completely in water. So somebody that's used to a power chair, they can come here to our wheelchair valet, transfer into one of our new chairs, and they have complete independence in this park because all of the splash pads have full accessibility activities and things that happen at the splash pad at multiple different height levels, right? So some kiddos in a in a smaller chair or little kids can play. And then we have a lot of adults that really enjoy their time here with us as well. Um, so this is a really revolutionary park. And we've seen a lot more splash pads and accessible uh, water play areas spur up being inspired by Morgan's Wonderland. Oh, that's so exciting. I know when I'm places in the summer, I'm really jealous that my son can't use any of it. <laughs> well, he needs to come here because he will absolutely be able to use it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And we have a phrase here, free to soar. When you and your family come, you will see the impact and the opportunities that Morgan's Wonderland allows for just the wonderful power of the element of play. And it's a culture of kindness so that everyone is free to soar and reach their maximum potential and, and do what they need to do. So um, it's a pretty magical place. Yeah. Why can't the rest of the world be Morgan's Wonderland? Seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, if we had it our way, it would, and that's, and we're not going to stop until it is. And so we would love to have people replicate what we're doing across the world and support them in that. So yeah, we, we're not going to stop until that happens. And Brooke used a great word, revolutionary. You know, inclusion revolution is something that is a phrase that we use within our industry. And, you know, uh, we always say inclusion started here because this is the world's only theme park of inclusion. And I'm not sure if your listeners are aware, but Time Magazine listed us as one of the greatest places to visit on the planet. So nice. <laughs> That is a huge compliment and win. This sounds like the most perfect stress-free family vacation for me, especially like not having to call ahead and check for accessibility, not having to, you know, worry about parking, worry about changing stations. I'm sure you've thought of all of that. Not having to put on my armor of just social stuff, right? And feeling safe there, being who my family is, and not feeling like people are staring at us or making it uncomfortable. It takes care of all of the boxes that we constantly worry about when we get in the car and go somewhere. Yeah, when you arrive here, that's the last thing we want you to think about. We want you to be focused on fun and lifelong memories with family and friends. And then we just kind of have the support systems here in place 
so that you can access things that you would at your home. Um, we have adult sized changing tables. We have multiple family accessible restrooms. And like I said, our playground, you can uh, wheel up into the playground and look down uh, at a height that nowhere else uh, are you able to get that high in a playground in a wheelchair and play with your other friends that are there. Um, we've got wheelchair swings and different other adaptive swings. If you wanna get out of your chair, and get into some of our back support swings. We've got things here that you can play along with anyone. Disability is not even a consideration because it is just reality for us here. Wow, that's amazing. And our our shows, I would not be doing my job as an entertainment about talking about our shows. So not only when you come to the park are our attractions and our rides accessible and not having to be stressed in a situation, we've done the same thing with our shows to make them enjoyable and sensory friendly as well. That's right. You were telling me last time we chatted that you have like a theater department. We do. We do. So our edutainers, as we call entertainment education, they perform a myriad of different types of performances, whether you have an interest in Shakespeare, we have our Shakespeare in Wonderland program, or singing and dancing, we have a show choir, inclusion fusion show choir, and then our puppet program. We have our ambassadors of kindness and friendship, which you know is our walk around characters. So a little bit of something for everyone. So whether you wanna participate and perform for our guests, or you want to enjoy and come on a regular basis and just see part of, be a part of the magic and the fun and the wonder. This is what we have here. Mm. I remember last time you were telling me a story about uh, one of the kids in the theater apartment that really meant something to you. Do you remember that story and can you share it with everyone? I don't remember the specific one we talked about, but I will try to pinpoint one that I think will be um, exciting for everybody. So we had a young gal on the spectrum who was very antisocial and nonverbal for many, many years, other than with her family and her teachers, but very little peer-to-peer -peer interaction. And uh, her mom wanted to kind of help her develop some social, emotional learning and interactions and had heard about our choir and knew that she could sing and so brought her in and she was not having it to sing with anybody outside of her family. But with after some coaching, coaxing and empowerment, she was able to just literally free the sore. And I kid you not, within three months, this girl was singing and interacting with everybody. Within six months, she sang in a group setting at the park and performed in front of hundreds at one of our 4th of July events. And then three months after that, she had a solo at our gala. And now you would never know that this young gal had any issues that are challenges, not I should say issues, challenges, you know, two years prior. And she's also been the lead in our Shakespeare show. Oh my gosh, that makes me so teary. Getting the opportunity and the support, really, it changes everything for these kids. And that's really what it is. It's the support. And, you know, Brooke mentioned about the stress-free environment. That is in everything we do. Everything. I'm pretty sure none of us parents of kids with, with complex needs ever wake up feeling like there is any kind of environment that isn't really stress-free. So We are giving your listeners a challenge to come here and let us know if that's the case, because we really do try 365 days a year to make this place a stressful and happy, where we've thought of the littlest things uh, that you'll notice when you come. Uh, so that's a challenge. We're, we're issuing that challenge today. Oh, it's amazing. And so 
this isn't just a park for people with disabilities, correct? This is a park, the inclusion word is real, like everyone is invited, kids, typical kids, disabled kids, adults. Exactly. This isn't just a place for people who have disabilities. All ages, all abilities, whether you're 2, 22, or 82, there's something for everyone in all abilities and an opportunity to, to soar. I mean, we use that word a lot. But it's true. It is. It's true, Brooke. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and, and when this park was created, it was not created for people with special needs or disabilities. It was created as a, as a place that can bridge sometimes that uncomfortable interaction that people aren't sure what to do. Here, we break down all those barriers so everyone can play together regardless of age or regardless of ability. And that's one thing we want to make sure the community understands is that you come here because you're accepted for who you are and how you walk in the door. And we just make sure that there's no barriers that are in place when you are playing and when you're bonding and creating happy memories. You know, you'd think that would come natural to a lot of settings, but it's not. I mean, this is a revolutionary idea that's just so basic in a way. Absolutely. I mean, where else can you be on a splash pad in a motorized wheelchair next to your sibling, you know, who doesn't have any ambulation uh, concerns and that that doesn't happen anywhere else. No, it doesn't happen. And that's just the park and the water park. We have so many other initiatives that we're developing and growing that will become a bigger message of inclusion and opportunities for so many. Oh yeah, huge. I'm excited to learn more about them. What have you noticed between the kids actually, like learning and playing together at the park? Have you noticed something profound with these kids learning and playing alongside each other? Typical kids, kids with disabilities? Oh, yeah. So, okay, I'll do it from two sides. One, with our staff. Our staff is seasonal part-time staff as well. We also have volunteers, whether they're typical or special needs, we have an opportunity to uh, showcase our message in all aspects and seeing the individuals with special needs who, if they were in a different environment and circumstance, may not have the opportunity to engage and have some fun and make memories with friends and coworkers, not just the experience for guests in the park. So they would not have received that opportunity. We've heard that countless times from the individuals themselves, as well as their parent or caregivers. And then on the entertainment side, um, as I mentioned the already that example socially, and then on the guest side, we have part guests that come on a regular basis. This is part of their life routine. And this is the way that they have developed socially or physically recreational therapy wise, this is a place to, to grow. So we've definitely seen growth in all aspects. And obviously, assuming that you also employ people who have disabilities. Absolutely. We just had our job fair. And uh, so definitely we have individuals of different abilities and we find a place for them to succeed, whether they are guest services, their operations, ride hosts, performers, you know, whatever the area in the park that we believe would be the ideal situation for setting them up for success we employ them in those positions. And then also we, because we're a nonprofit, we do rely a lot on our volunteers. Yes, and at any given time between the year, uh, we have about 30 to 50% of our employees 
uh, do have special needs. And so, and, and it's important, I think that people don't realize when they come here, but we treat our employees like they're employees, right? So anybody with a special need is working the same job as somebody without a special need together in unison operating rights together. So to me, it's just such a beautiful thing to watch because you don't see that very often. A lot of people have maybe a one-on-one -on -one person following them, but here we give people a job that they're able to secure them for it. And it's just really awesome to see our folks succeed and our employees really grow in their self, right? But also grow in their understanding as a contributing member to our society. Mm, I love that. What inspired both of you to begin a job at Morgan's Wonderland? Did you just kind of fall into it or were you, were you exposed to disability in some way beforehand that inspired you to seek this out? Brooke, I'll let you start. While you maybe are one of our newest employees on the full-time staff, you are no stranger to Morgan's Wonderland or serving in our community. So uh, I have kind of an interesting story that is probably uninteresting to a lot of people, but I went to uh, college here at UTSA, so University of Texas at San Antonio. And when I graduated uh, in 2007, I always tell people no one ever talked to me about working in the nonprofit world. So that was not even really on my radar. I went to school uh, to be a social worker and I knew I just wanted to help people. So the first job that I got when I got out of college was working as a case manager for residential group homes for adults who lived in the community that have disabilities, as well as kiddos that lived in their family homes. And so I did a lot of 24-hour work with uh, residential homes and eventually just kind of got tired of having to deal with the for-profit side of things. Met a, a wonderful mentor in, in my life that brought me into nonprofit work. Uh, and then I worked for the Arc of San Antonio for five and a half years where uh, I ran a child care program for disabilities and then uh, was the director for case management and community education. Just got really, really into nonprofit work and then continued and was offered a position to be the executive director for the Down Syndrome Association of South Texas, which is an organization near and dear to my heart. And I was there living that executive director life and then got a phone call uh, one day from Gordon Hartman and Ron Miranda, who are, is our COO here, and offered me a position that I could not say no to because what we're doing here is revolutionary. And I remember I started working in for-profit work. I came across Gordon Hartman on like Facebook or the internet or something. And I remember sending him an email, a cold email that was like, I want to work for you. I don't want to be working for these for-profit places. I want to make a real difference. And so it's funny that I remember emailing him I don't know, what is that, 12 or 13 years ago now? And here I am, like come full circle, working here, uh, doing what I wanted to do and learning absolutely every day. Wow, I love that, Brooke. In your path, right when it was supposed to be. I love that. Yeah, yeah, no, and I have a I have a cousin with Down syndrome who's a, an older cousin, but really the disability, uh, special needs community is my chosen community. And this is just where I feel at home and where I feel I was placed to make a difference. And so, you know, a lot of people, when I worked at the Down Syndrome Association, assumed I had a kiddo with Down Syndrome and I don't. It's just, this is a chosen community and a chosen family. Um, and I just really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. So awesome. Amen. So, I mean, obviously it seems endless with Morgan's Wonderland and the Hartman family, but what are some goals for Morgan's Wonderland? What's gonna, What's up next? Well, we have a lot of initiatives, as I mentioned. So our growth and our development is not stopping or slowing down anytime soon. Our goal is to, as you mentioned earlier, is you asked, 
why can't the rest of the world be like this? And, you know, so we're taking it, you know, one initiative, one opportunity for a shrine of inclusion, Oasis of Friendship at a time. So we have the park where it all started, the water park, the splash park, as Brooke mentioned, but we also are developing our sports complex, our residential camp venue, and then our multi-assistance center. So we have, which is going to be coordinated healthcare. So um, we have a lot of opportunities to expand and grow and broaden our message in many ways. So the world of Wonderland, as we say, the wow world of Wonderland is, is definitely going to, we hope, make an impact even more. And all of these initiatives that we're doing right now and creating, because camp is already underway, we've already got a foundation and concrete out there, but everything we're doing, these are all nonprofit uh, ventures for us, right? So it's just incredibly important for people like yourself to continue to help us spread the word because as we're able to grow and gain more support in the community, we're able to grow, you know, anybody that comes to Morgan's Wonderland, we are an, what we call an ultra accessible park and everything we do is considered ultra accessible. And part of that accessibility is that financial barrier that exists for a lot of our families. And so we try to fundraise as much as we possibly can to try to lower as many barriers as possible so that we can come together where it's whether it's through a, a traditional summer camp, whether it's through the challenge courses that we're building out at camp, whether it's on the on the softball field or here playing on our playground. Y'all are going to the good place for sure. <laughs> I think all you have left to do is create an airline. Really? Don't don't us because <laughs> that might be next. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Well, is there anything else that you'd like us to know about Morgan's Wonderland or anything else you want to share? The biggest thing I can think of is that whether you're sitting there and thinking, wow, this is a really great place or this sounds really neat, you will not truly understand the impact until you come here and see it for yourself. Please come and experience the joy that you have here because it's just unlike anything else you've seen. Yeah, I have a feeling that it would be a spiritual experience. I would say the other thing that could be helpful is you had mentioned that the opportunity to expand our message and what can others do. So just be kind to each other, you know, find ways in your community where you can add accessibility. As Brooke mentioned, we would love if other people did what we do and, and we're okay with that. Those that are listening, just find one aspect in your community where you can include more friends and more family. Mm, thanks, Nikki. That's a really important message. And maybe someone's going to cold email one of you about helping to maybe create something like that in their community. So, all right. Well, I'm so excited to have learned about Morgan's Wonderland. I can't wait to tell everyone. I can't wait for people to hear. And I cannot wait for my family to come and visit you guys. Well, come on down. We're ready for you. All right. Thanks for taking the time to talk to me today, girls. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Have a great day, Effie. All right. You too. I hope you've been enjoying this podcast. If you like what you hear, please share this show with your people and please make sure to rate and review it on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also head over to Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter to connect with me and stay updated on the show. If you're interested in sharing your story, or if you have anything you would like to contribute, please submit it to my website at effieparks.com. Thank you so much for listening to the show and for supporting me along the way. I appreciate y'all so much. I don't know what kind of day you're having, but if you need a little pick-me-up, Ford's got you.